0: Hi there, I'm your host Lauren Farreker. Thank you so much for joining us at the Woof Life Show. Woof, it means welcome. And today I couldn't be more excited to share the interview with Don Rudolph, who is the owner and handler of Leader Dog Lady, who is her guide dog, and also the 2019 Hero Guide Dog for the year. I got a chance to meet them at the Hero Dog Awards and chat with them to learn more about their story and hear about how Lady came into Dawn's life and what that has really meant for her life, including, you know, increased mobility and all of those kind of things. I ask a lot of questions about guide dogs, which I wasn't aware of previously. And so I'm so excited to share this. I think it's really interesting to be educated on guide dogs in the understanding of the impact that they have on people's lives. And I'm so grateful to Hallmark Channel and American Humane for giving me the opportunity to connect with all of these handlers because it's just been an amazing experience. And these dogs and these people are so inspirational that I am just truly in awe as a reminder, the Hero Dog Awards airs on October 21st at 8 Eastern Standard Time on the Hallmark channel. It's hosted by Bess Stern, James Denton, and it's just absolutely inspirational, inspiring. The only thing I do not recommend is mascara because you will just be moved. Tune in and enjoy this interview with Don Rudolph, the handler of Leader Dog Lady, the 2019 Hero Guide Dog of the Year. I'm really excited to connect with you and, uh, and get a chance to talk about, uh, leader dog lady and your experience. And, uh, so I'm doing features with each of the hero dogs, um, for my podcast. And so we get to talk a little bit about how a service dog and lady helps you throughout your life.
1: Okay. Yeah. Now, were you at the gala? I
0: did I met you actually, yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I met so many people that I don't even remember who I who I met, who I haven't met.
0: Yes, I did get a chance to meet you and I got a chance to interview you in your beautiful gown. You guys both look lovely. It was um it was Thank great to you. meet you guys in person.
1: It was a lot of fun. Was it? It I'm... was nerve <laughs> it was nerve wracking at on because everybody could read their speeches. Oh yeah. And I had to do, I had to do mine off the top of my head because I couldn't read the teleprompter.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And I had nothing planned
0: <laughs> at all. You did so good though. You did
1: so good. <laughs> Everybody was saying that even like the board of directors and everybody's like, wow, you know, and what, you know, I was nervous when then Beth, um, Stern gives me a big hug oh. and tells me to go knock him dead. Okay, if I wasn't nervous before, <laughs> I was a hundred times nervous after Beth gave me the hug. I mean,
0: I, I, she looks so lovely and she has, she does so much good and she looked like a Disney princess, like a modern Disney princess. And so you've got this. <laughs> Very tall, model-esque Disney princess. That's got to yeah. be, it's got to be very daunting. I I can't imagine that.
1: So because I said to her, I said, okay, I have a handful of Cheerios. And I'm going to get Lady in a down position, so let's pray that she stays in a down position. <laughs> so that's the first thing I did once I got on stage, is get Lady in a down position. And I gave her a whole handful of Cheerios.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. I, you did so good. I mean, your speech was, um, honestly, it kind of stuck with me the most out of any of the night because I know that it was so emotional, but I think you did such a good job conveying um, articulately the presence and all of the incredible work that you guys do and kind of raising awareness. I, I I thought that you guys really nailed it.
1: Oh, I mean, I was terrified. And, like, (laughs) you could tell right when I got up there, I was like, you know, I wasn't so sure about this. (laughs) But all of a sudden, and, of course, you know, everybody on stage could look out to the audience and they could see the actual people. Yep. You know, and for me, I couldn't see anybody. Oh, my gosh. You know, so my friend who I was with, she videotaped my speech and I didn't realize that the, there was so many board of directors sitting around my table <laughs> and they were cracking up. And I actually had a few people come up to me and said, do you have an agent? I go, I don't need an agent. What do I need an agent for? They're like, you need to go into comedy. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Wow. But people, people have asked me if I was interested in doing a movie, because what? they say that that's that's a movie, you know, lady starting out in prison being raised by an inmate, yeah, and now she went from pr- prison life to Hollywood life,
0: I mean, it's it is seriously the it, the tale is old as time, right? I mean, yeah. lady's story is so incredible. and you and I got to briefly talk about that, but can we chat more about, I guess, Lady and how she started? Because was it, it was a program that prisoners were training dogs or kind yeah. of? Yeah,
1: um, what it is, um, at Fort Dodge Correctional Facility, they started this program to have inmates raise these puppies. Yep. So the so the puppies would get there between the times that they're eight to ten weeks old. Okay, and they're assigned to an inmate, and the the dogs literally live in a kennel inside their cell hmm. with the inmate. The inmates are in their cell, and actually, where these inmates are, they're not like twenty four hour lockup. They're in a it's called a unit. Oh, interesting. And all individuals? Individual cells. And there could be like two guys in a cell. Hmm. So like Kevin, who raised a lady, and lady was his first puppy. So if Kevin was roommate roommate was raising a puppy, they had to have the same sex. So if Kevin had a female, his roommate had to have a female. Oh interesting. Because okay. And so they they basically taught them the the basic training to sit to stay to lay um, yeah to come to get them used to their names and teach them to walk nice on a leash instead of the pulling yeah and like what normal pet dogs do you know yeah of course and get them on their get them on their potty breaks yeah which we don't call it potty but they have to go out and go potty. We call it park. Okay. And if you spell park backwards, it's crap with a K. So true. And yes. This is leader. This is leader like, You know, that's what, even with lady and I being in training, you don't have to, you don't go, well, ladies got to go outside and go party. No, it's ladies got to go park. And everybody <laughs> knows that term. Oh, ladies got to go out and go, you know, go do her thing. Yeah. And so these guys taught them to, um, not to chase balls, you know, because lady, they can't have squeakers, toys they can't have like a ball Hmm. because like if, if these puppies are being raised and they're being raised with like squeaky, squeaky toys, well, if let's say the puppy goes into formal training and it hears a funny noise. If not going to stay next to the blind or visually impaired or deaf and blind person. It will go lunge at like a squirrel rabbit or another dog. So they're trained not to bark. They're trained not to chase after anything. And like with, with um, Kevin, Kevin taught lady to, and the, all the inmates teach the dogs to leave it. So basically, it's putting huh. something in front of the dog. And yeah. it could be food. It could be anything. And you put it in front of them, and you go, leave it. And yeah. they'll leave it until you give them the command, okay, you may have it. And Uh-oh. like, well, lady and I, when we do our, our um, demonstrations to, you know, whether it's conventions or whatever, I'll put dog treats on her paws. And put her in a down position. Put her dog treats on her paws, and tell her to leave it. And she will leave it until she looks up at me, and I'll go, "Okay, you may have it." And then she'll then she'll eat them. But Kevin taught her not to go after popcorn. He did a shoebox full of popcorn, and he piled this popcorn up like a pyramid. So one kernel, one popcorn piece would be on the tip of that pyramid <laughs> and he said to lady leave it and he walked out of his cell and he came back like 30 minutes 40 minutes later that popcorn that was the tip was still there nothing was missing but two puddles of drool was by the box <laughs> so you know these guys are in prison but they they learn to um be very structured with these dogs and train them yeah religiously. And and it's it's kind of a competition. Okay. Kevin was saying. Because like they'll do they'll do puppy classes and they'll say, Okay, well, my dog can stand behind the the yellow line longer than your dog can <laughs> And it got to be a competition, but like a friendly competition instead of, you know, having fights all the time at the prison. Yeah. So these dogs taught these guys how to raise a puppy, do competition, but do it as adults and not argue or anything like that. And so it got to be. A well, my dog is is groomed better than yours, or my dog's nails are shorter and cleaner than your nail than your dog. And it was always like little kids. Well, mine can do this better than yours, kind of thing. Wow! And they they came to the point of wow, these dogs are helping the prison to cut back on the fights. Yeah. of other inmates, and it it taught these inmates how to love. Yeah. It taught the the inmates responsibility because they have to feed the dog. They got to bathe the dog. They got to walk the dog. They got to do everything what you or I would do if we were raising a leader dog. Yeah, I can see that. And it also taught these guys what it was like when it was time for the dog to leave. Because they haven't heard... You know, some are there for ten months. Some are there for twelve to fifteen months, depends on a, on how the dog is, okay. And when the leader, when leader dogs need them back, and then when they are like a year old for sure, they go back to leader dogs for their formal training. Well, then you have these big muscular <laughs> bodybuilder guys crying like babies, yeah, because they have to say goodbye to their best friends. But yeah. they had for 12, for 10 months.
0: I can't imagine. And it's
1: teaching, it's teaching them the sense of loss. Yeah. And like, I've been to the prison. I've met Kevin. Um, I've been on, I'm on a regular basis talking to him. And one yeah. of the guys that I did talk to, you know, I said, well, how do you feel when, when you had to say goodbye to that puppy? And he says, I bawl. I, you know, I cry, I get depressed. And I said to him, I said, well, do you ever think about the victim's family, you know, of feeling a loss, being depressed, you know, if you murdered somebody, if you hurt somebody, you know, and it teaches them, oh, this is what, what real feelings are like. Yeah. So it, you know, raising a puppy, they just don't hand just any old inmate a puppy they have to earn that responsibility i i so they just that's so
0: interesting of a program i mean it's it's similar to other things that i've heard but not that extensive um because most things i've heard it just kind of is maybe a quarter and not a long term more long term in terms right. of working with that pup and that's
1: just like you know like kevin was in He's in a different prison now because he's getting ready to be released. But he's raised four puppies. A lady made it. Madison was sick. So they took her out of the program uh, once she went back to lead her dog. Okay. And then Israel, Israel was a basket case, but he didn't make it as a guide dog. Yeah. But he's working as, um, with special needs children in an elementary school. So he's working, but he's not doing the, the job that he was born and bred to do. Got it. And then they find they find other alternative jobs for these dogs if they have the right um, capability, or if they just plain don't want to be a a very well, you know, trained pet. They can do that too. Yeah. And his last puppy he raised, leader dog Bill, made it, and he is also working somewhere in the United States. Wow. But not, but for Kevin, he only knows where Lady is because I took the initiative to find Kevin, to send letters to Kevin, to let him know what me and Lady's progress was. Yeah. And that's why I went to go meet Kevin and I'm on his visiting list. So whenever I go to Iowa, I can go visit him whenever I want to. And and he loves seeing Lady.
0: Yeah, I, I'm he, sure. Wow, because it's he, she. He's still involved in her life in some way.
1: Oh yeah, and you know when when I said, well, we're going to Hollywood. <laughs> you know, and he went around that prison, and there's some of the guys there that did this program also when Lady was being raised. Yeah, and they all said to Kevin, she doesn't have it to be a guide dog. She's too stubborn or bullheaded. She can't do it. And now Kevin's going around this prison going, I thought you said lady couldn't do it. Look at, she's the top guide dog. Now, what do you got to say? You know, and it's like little kids. Yeah. But well, it, he, it, yeah. he Go But ahead. he did get to see the Holman uh, family show. Oh, okay. And I said, How did you do watching that? And he says, Well, you know, I told you that I'm not sappy anymore. And I said, Yeah. And he said, Well, my sappiness came back when I was watching that show. Oh. Like, There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's, he, it's good. He is so proud. And I am so excited that Hero Dogs is going to get me a copy so he, uh, I can send it to Kevin. Oh, And that's so he great. can watch it over and over. But see, I didn't put that in my story right away because that was really debatable. Yeah. Because some people are like on board. Oh, this is a great thing. Good program to have for inmates. But then you have some of the negativity. Well, why would you want to give a criminal a puppy? Why would you want to reward them for the crime they've done and give them a puppy to have? So I had to, you know, do the pros and cons and try to figure out, okay, What's the best way to do it? And I waited till we got to the finals. And I said, hey, you know, there is a little bit of lady that you guys don't know. And then once we, once I told them, they're like, well, can we put that in with your video? And I'm like, well, if you're okay with it, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's just, you don't, I didn't know where that fine line was of accepting the fact that lady was raised in a prison or if they were totally against it. I just had to play my cards just right to see how it would go.
0: Yeah, I I could see why you would have kind of weighed the pros and cons of that, because I think that it's also something that makes your relationship and Lady so much more interesting in terms of, thinking about her background and all of those things. Um, I've talked to someone who actually created a program in California and just hearing about how how much the experience of working with the puppies gives the prisoners a purpose and gets them to think just past what's going on in the short term and thinking about the long term, Uh, I'm completely on board, but I I could see how you would be
1: reticent in
0: thinking about that.
1: And, you know, the guys that do raise these puppies, they, when they are released, they are raising puppies for leader dogs in the outside world. Yeah. The chances of them going back into prison is very low. Yeah. I could see that. If you have someone that doesn't raise a puppy and gets released, you have a higher percentage that that person will go back into prison because, you know, they don't know any other way. Yeah. And the, the puppies are teaching these guys a
0: different way of life. Completely. And giving them a purpose that makes yeah. makes them so important.
1: And so and key. like, yeah. lady. Lady was actually, when she was being raised by Kevin, Kevin worked in the health center at the prison. Hmm. And so they would have guys come in going, well, I'm going to kill myself. Well, they would put this this inmate in a room and lock him in the room with Lady. And Kevin would say, okay, you're going to get Lady for 30 minutes, and I'm going to check on you. And so Kevin would wait his 30 minutes. He'd go back, check on the on the inmate. Yeah. And Kevin would go, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay, but I don't want to leave Lady yet. <laughs> so, you know, she was, you know, therapy also. Yeah. For these guys that were to the point of, I want to end my life. Yeah. And, you know, here she is being raised for a guide dog, but she was also helping these inmates realize that, you know, killing themselves is not a solution.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, dogs are so therapeutic in so many ways. Um, yeah. I'm not reliant on mine. She's full of sass, um, but she's so therapeutic and it, so it, grounding. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like, and like, you know, people don't understand how smart lady is, you know, in my video, Completely. like I said to you, you know, how I put in my video. She's in tune to what I need, and it's not because I, you know, have a seizure or nothing. But she knows what I need when it comes to walking on a sidewalk and watching out for like a branch in the road or something, some kind of object that could be in my way. Mm-hmm. She's already figuring out before we even get to that item of which way is the best way for mom and I to go around without any hesitation.
0: It's, it's so uh, incredible to think of the presence that a dog has to impact your life in particular, uh, to think about the service that she does and, you know, what you guys are able to do in terms of adventures. And I know that that's also such a big part of your story in terms of your quality of life being so great because of having such a great leader dog, which I think is so powerful. One thing I did want to ask you is uh, do you struggle at times having people not understand a working dog? Because this is something that I've written about and I think that people don't understand. And I think hearing from someone that is very dependent on their dog. If you wouldn't mind, I would love to hear your thoughts on
1: that. Well, see, the thing is, I go into schools. Okay. You know, and I go into schools and I educate the kids. Yep. Yeah. And whenever I do, like elementary schools, I do like third and fourth graders. I talk at their level. So, yeah. like for me, when I'm going, if I'm doing a presentation for, um, elementary kids. I'll have like a sucker in my hand, Mm -hmm. and I'll go up to that kid and I'll show my sucker. But then I'll hand it off to someone real quick. And when you do that, you're you might be looking forward, but then all of a sudden your head's gonna go wherever that sucker goes. Yeah. And so as soon as I get done with that demonstration, I go, "Okay, were you focused on what you were doing, or did you lose?" concentration when you saw that book oh, that sucker and everyone will well, i went well, wherever the sucker went yeah i said okay now if you went up to lady and you touched the back of her while she's working and she's totally focused on what her and i are supposed to do and you touch her where's that head gonna go half of those kids will go oh She'll be looking behind her. She won't be focused anymore. Yep. And I go exactly. It's so you know, profound. That's I, yeah. <laughs> that's you know, and and then I go, okay, if lady's not looking forward and focused on what she's doing, what's going to happen to me? You know, and then you got these kids going, hmm, okay. And then I had one kid go, okay, go a little bit more. I don't, I don't understand this yet, and that's what I want. I want the kids to go, well, now what's going to happen? And then, if you know, if la- lady loses that focus, mm-hmm. I could trip and fall. I could run into a door. Yeah. I could fall down steps. And when you're telling these third and fourth graders, they're going, oh, oh, ooh, that would hurt, you know, that kind of thing. But it's a way to get people's attention of why it's so important not to touch a dog. Yeah. While it's while it's working. And you, there's a lot of times well, you know, lady's gotta be right she brought her A game when we we're in in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean she was spot on, no mistakes whatsoever. Yeah. And you know, and I'm telling these kids, you know, you get distracted, you're gonna lose focus too. Do you want lady to lose focus? And they'll go, Oh, and I had it yesterday. I was getting ready to leave work and a guy was going to touch lady. And all of a sudden you have this child going, no, dad, that dog's working. Don't touch. Don't touch a working dog. So if I can start at the, the younger yeah. generation to teach the older people <laughs> of the do's and don'ts of the service dog, then I know that. I'm doing something right about going into
0: school. Completely, I could, I could definitely see that as being rewarding. I think I've seen the worst behavior from adults in terms oh, of, of understanding. Man. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't imagine what you must deal with day to day because there's no. Yeah. It's not like you have the Harry Potter cloak of invisibility that you guys right. can kind of just right. exist and people see and. She's she's a gorgeous dog, so I, I completely get their intent and wanting yeah. to, but just because a dog is present outside of a home doesn't mean it's communal property. And if it's right. serving a purpose, right. there needs to be a respect level there.
1: Right. And then, you know, when I go into school, lady has to earn her harness coming off.
0: Okay. So if I
1: go into, if I do, um, well, actually... I can use this as an example. We were at the Beverly Hilton. Okay. And we were having breakfast. Okay. And there was some, we were done and um, some board members looking at lady. So my friend PJ, who helped raise lady because she worked at the prison at the time Mm -hmm. when lady was being raised. She said, so let me have lady. I'm like, okay. You know, she helped raise lady. You know, go ahead. Take her, whatever. Well, PJ took her over by the board of board members. Of hero dogs, Uh, and um, they were talking about her. Well, then all of a sudden, look over, and Lady's a maniac. Well, PJ took the harness off of her mm -hmm. to show the board members of American Humane that Lady knows the difference between when she's working and when she's not working. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with Lady ever since I've had her, okay, to do this that she could snap in and out within seconds. (laughs) And in PJ said, okay, wait a minute, lady in, and she'll, lady will walk into her harness, and she'll stand there, and she'll stand there until I tell her a command, because she's back in that working mode, Mm -hmm. she can snap into working mode into, oh, I'm a pet, I'm going to rub up all on you, I'm going to get all (laughs) wild and let you pet me, but then as soon as that harness is ready for her to walk back in, Mm -hmm. she snaps right back into working mode. That's, and not a lot of service dogs can do
0: that. Yeah. It, that shows that she's got a next level in terms of mm-hmm. being dialed in. So I'm very embarrassed right. that I'm going to ask this question, but if you could humor me, this is always something I have been curious about, but maybe slightly nervous to ask. So obviously lady has bodily function, all of that. Does she, if she mm-hmm. has to go to the bathroom,
1: while she is right. working, how does that work? Well, it kind of depends. Okay, you know because lady, lady is on a very strict, strict schedule. Okay. So, um, she basically goes out every two hours, but there's times that that doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, let's say we go. To, let's say we're going to the mall. Mm-hmm. All right. And we'll get to the mall and we'll go into the grass and she'll do her thing and we'll go walk around the mall. Mm -hmm. And usually I have an alarm that goes off on my phone to let me know, oh, this is the time it is. She might have to go out again. But there's a lot of times that she might have to go a little bit before that. Mm -hmm. And like if I'm sitting down eating and she's doing her up-down Okay, I'm going to sit, I'm going to lay, I'm going to stand. Oh, I'm going to lay down again. No, I'm going to stand up. That's usually my way of going, oh, you know, I'll go, lady, do you have to park? And she'll just turn her whole body and look at me. Yeah. And then she'll look at the door. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she'll look at me. Well, that's kind of her way of telling me, I think I need to go out and I got to go now. Okay. So... She has her little demeanor, I guess you could say. Yeah. To let me know. Or if I'm ignoring her, I'm busy talking and not paying attention to what she'll do, what she's doing. She'll nudge me with her nose. Hmm. You know, she'll, she'll put her nose like underneath my hand and kind of move my hand a little bit. Or she'll put her head on my, on my knee and just kind of look at me. Huh. Hmm. And that's usually okay. Let's go see if you have to go out. And usually, that's usually her way of telling me. Okay. She, you know, she's trying not to bark. Most dogs bark mm-hmm. when they have to go out. Yeah. She's not. So she she finds different ways to get my attention. Got it. It's and you have to be in tune with your dog. Completely. You know exactly what they're thinking, what they're what what they need. Completely. Even when being, you know, visually impaired, you know, Lady and I have worked together for four years. I've figured out her different mannerisms of figuring out what she wants to do. Yeah, And that's just like, I was telling Beth Stern, and I didn't even know that she was going to say it when we were at Access Daily. <laughs> but I said to her, I said, yeah, I just have to show Lady one, one big thing circle around with the hotel and she knows exactly where our room is Mm -hmm. and and i said to beth i said i take one extra step lady lacks all four legs like no mom this is our room where are you going so she's she knows
0: that's just incredible and i
1: can't tell you how she knows but she knows and that's just like i've been in a mall And I'll go, lady, Eddie Bauer, right, right. (laughs) And we did this last year during Christmas. She locked off four legs. And leader dogs have taught us in training, you know, if your dog's not doing what you want it to do, pay attention to what your dog is telling you. Mm -hmm. If your dog doesn't want to move, then you say, okay, where do you want to go? and 95% of the time I'm wrong and Lady will be right. <laughs> because the store was on the left, wow. not on the right. I mean, it it
0: must be pretty incredible because there's such a um almost symbiotic relationship between you and Lady in terms of how you have to kind of support each other to do the jobs that yeah. you guys both are doing. It must be very incredible and rewarding to be a part of that is lady your first uh guide dog
1: yep she's my first and she she won't be the last okay it is time to to retire her leader dogs already knows to get me on a list for another one got it got it you know and that that's the other thing the training that she's been through like let's say i say lady forward and we're going to cross the street. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have no depth perception. I have no peripheral vision. So as long as something's in front of me and it's close, I can see it. But let's say I say, okay, lady, forward, find the curb. And we take one step out and a car is coming, but I don't see it or hear it. Mm-hmm. But lady sees it and she lacks all four legs. Oh. And so she'll stop. But, if we're too far in the in the road, mm-hmm. he will take the brunt of it, so I wouldn't get hurt oh. because that's the training she's been through. She's trained to do that kind of thing if you know it it has not happened, thankfully, yeah, of course, that you know right now, you know with her and I, we've been right on target on everything. but you might have that because of those smart cars. Mm -hmm. they're not loud yeah they're not and right so and that's what these guide and people don't understand is these guide dogs are trained if we do take a step out and someone's not paying attention who's driving Mm -hmm. lady will get hit and hurt she will take it so i won't
0: I didn't realize that to guide dogs. So essentially, Uh I mean, I hate to say that, but the analogy that is coming to my mind is almost like she's a secret service protecting you.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Because like if you, if you would watch lady and I walk, if, if we were walking in front of you, you watch lady's head, Mm -hmm. her, her head is bobbing left, right, left, right, right, left, right, left. Huh. Because she's in tune of what is in our area. And that's why she's on my left. Because when she's on my left side, she has this big range of purple vision yeah. that I don't have. Mm-hmm. So she uses her, her sight, her purple vision as sight for both of us. That's so a lot just of people want to walk on my left side, and I go, "Oh no, you can't let walk on my left side. You've got to be behind me, in front of me, or on my right." Yeah. But the left side is off off limits because that's strictly ladies' domain ladies area. Yeah,
0: it's her domain.
1: But not not every in like normal service dogs, they don't walk on that side. Hmm. A lot of them don't. But when it's a guide dog they need that extra purple vision to see what is around us Yeah, that I don't see or someone who's blind that, that wouldn't see that.
0: Yeah. That's, that's very, very interesting. Thank you for explaining that because I think that um, it's so important for people to understand. And I think at times I, uh, you know, with a service dog and a guide dog, if that's not the way that you've been living, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind right. of hard. and so you have a lot of questions in terms of making sure that you understand because I think most people don't want to do something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but right. I think that there's right. there's a lot that I uh, to understand to that relationship to make sure that you're like, acting appropriately,
1: right. Like in the video, my intro video, you see lady and I walking. Mm-hmm. And there's people all around us. That is at Detroit Lions football game, professional football game. I didn't realize She's that. She's getting me around all these people without knocking anybody over, without getting stepped on, without getting beer poured on her. <laughs> she was leaving in and out of traffic like like it's nothing. Yeah, you know, and that's why I feel safe going into busy areas. Yeah. Because ladies, ladies in tune of her surroundings.
0: Yeah. I'm, I so one other question that I wanted to ask you is how, how did it feel to have a dog and you guys being honored as the guide dog beca- within the Hero Dog Awards and making it to the finals?
1: You know, it's like, when it all came about in February, you know, it came up on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, and it had like a caption, is your dog your hero? Or could your dog be the next hero dog? Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, first, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. So I, you know, I googled it, went on Facebook and googled it and checked it out. And I'm like, Oh man, the first guide dog to win it was the one that was in the World Trade Center. I'm like, Lady hasn't done anything that horroric, <laughs> you know? How can Lady how can my story even make it to the finals? <laughs> and so I had I had some leader dog um puppy raisers and people involved in leader dogs going, Oh, well, your life has changed drastically because mm-hmm. of Lady. Your You got to submit a story. So, and I didn't think my story was, was good enough, but then there it is, you know, top eight. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And when I got the call that we were going to Hollywood, I was in Minnesota and I was doing a Lions Club uh, fundraiser. I was a guest there. And I got the call the night before the event, and here I am in Minnesota, where I have never been to, and I'm standing downtown Minnesota, getting the call from oh. Hero Dogs that you're going to Hollywood. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're going to Hollywood. Come on. But yeah, that's that's you know just thinking. Wow, you know we. We reached this goal, yeah that we we didn't think we could reach, and that's what lady and I are all about we we set goals and we're determined to achieve them either that year or within the next year okay that's that's our goal now this I mean this was like top of everything thinking, okay, what's gonna be in two thousand and twenty because you can't You can't outdo this one. No, this one's going to be very tough. (laughs) (laughs) But the only thing is we were approached about doing a movie, I you know, of lady. Wow. You know, from prison life to Hollywood life. Yeah. So that would be our next goal is, okay, are these guys really serious about doing a movie about lady? Then we achieved our, our next goal.
0: That's so profound that you guys set goals as kind of thinking about what you guys are going to tackle, your adventures. I I really admire and and appreciate that.
1: I think, you know, not every guide dog team does that. But I think for me to keep being out there, sociable, doing stuff independently. Mm -hmm. You know, in our first year together, it was just doing 5 k walks. on our own. It was hopping on a plane, going to Iowa, go meet the inmate. You know, and my my folks was totally against that one. (laughs) You know, you didn't really think this through. You're getting on a plane by yourself with a dog. (laughs) And now it's just it's not even second nature for us. It's just something we do. Yeah. And I mean You know, and I don't Yeah. (laughs) You know, and here I get up on stage in front of seven hundred plus people. And I had nothing to say until I got up there. Yeah. I honestly did not have anything prepared <laughs> until I got in front of that microphone. And how I did it, I don't know. I think it was pure adrenaline. But I, see if you yeah. ask PJ who who have seen me speak in front of people, she just says it's is second nature for me just to get up there to do that. Yeah. You you but
0: everyone Everyone was laughing. It was, you made, you made such, you, the, I would say that the story of Lady and you was not lost. The profound nature of your guys's partnership was still very much corded, but you had people laughing. You had people very, very engaged. So you, you really blew the roof off of it, which, if we're talking about it in such a prestigious location, I mean you're in the ballroom that's where the golden globes yeah. like
1: you picked the real place to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I haven't really had people ask me, Well, do you need an agent? Like well, what do I need an agent for? You gotta go do stand up comedy, you know, and I'm just and actually the thing that I didn't say in that speech is what I did what I did say four years ago at, in training was there wasn't enough money in the world and not enough alcohol <laughs> to make me do that. But I didn't want to throw the money thing out there. <laughs> I thought, okay. I'll forget about the money part, but the, the alcohol thing, that one might work, you know, <laughs> but it, it is, it's, you know, lady by my side, I can say or do whatever I want and I'm not afraid anymore to do it.
0: That's, but then when yeah. you,
1: when lady goes to the groomer and I got to use my white cane, mm-hmm. um, I'm a total different person again. Yeah. Then I go back to that insecure person of, oh, I got to use this cane. Yeah. And, oh, I really miss lady because I, you don't really realize how much you rely on her Yeah, until you go back to using a white cane.
0: That I and and I assume that you were using a white cane um for most of your life until
1: actually I did not use a white cane oh I just okay. no I just went through life tripping falling running into things falling down steps that was just my way of life and then when I had my second open heart surgery and. Uh, I went on a blood thinner, and the doctor's like, oh, you could have to stop falling because you're scraping your knees. And one of these times, you're going to scrape your knees so bad that because you're on a blood thinner, you're not going to stop bleeding. Oh. Well, then, yes. that's when I had to really start thinking, okay, what else is out there for me yeah. to keep me safe? Yeah. And that's when I was introduced to leader dogs. <sighs>
0: that's that's just so um incredible to think about and uh, I ca- I can't imagine and it's it's so great to hear how your quality of life has been so greatly increased by the presence of a dog who yeah. started in prison you're right this is a movie yeah this this you definitely know, is a movie the
1: thing too is lady came into my life. July 14, 2015. Okay. July 14 of 2009, I had my second open heart surgery. Oh, And I flatlined twice. (gasps) And the surgeon literally said, you might as well start planning the funeral because she's not going to make it through the night. Oh. Well, I survived. And I flatlined between 2, 2.30 um, that day of surgery of, you know, July 14 of oh nine. Yeah. July 14 of 2015, lady came running into my room <laughs> between 2 and 2.30 oh. in the afternoon. Oh, my goodness. And from the time I got the call on my birthday, the 21st of April, From that day on that I found out that I was going to leader dog, every dream I had, it was a black lab female. Oh. And so when my instructor said, well, so, you know, what kind of dog are you going to get this afternoon? I looked at her and I go, I already know it's a black lab female and her white, her face turned pure white. (gasps) Like, how did you know? Sure enough, it was lady. Wow. You can't say it was a coincidence. No. You can't My mom says it's not even a coincidence.
0: No. It's completely not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so <laughs> you just you never cease to amaze me. I will say that. <laughs> uh wow. I just I'm I'm a little past words. That's that's so
1: yes. I mean you just saw Debbie's face when I told her. She goes, really? She goes, I believe in things like this. I said, a lot of people don't. Yeah. But I do. There's,
0: you know. It's very funny that you say that. Um, I don't, I don't believe that I've manifested many things in my life, but a black dog, I had this weird vision in my head when I was a kid and I was never raised with dogs. And so I said to myself, like, you're going to own a black dog. And she came into my life in a, in a very unusual incredible way and I ended up adopting her on my birthday um quite a few years ago and she just turned 13 but she's a border collie lab mix who's pretty much all black and so oh, I do yeah. I do believe in that kind of stuff it's it's very funny that you and I have the connection that it's black dogs because they're yeah. incredible they're so good looking right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they're hard to they're hard to photograph.
0: They are. They are very but hard to photograph.
1: The the um photographers that we had at home and family. Mm-hmm. I mean, ladies' pictures. So the few that I saw of them, because like PJ, they showed PJ, and PJ's like, you can have gone look, but she can't see it that far. <laughs> you literally have to pick up your laptop and put it in front of her face so she can see it. And you know what? Those guys did. They picked up that laptop and put wow. it as close as they they needed to so I could see those pictures.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's, yeah. uh, that's I mean, and you guys really did the rounds uh, in terms of getting to tell your story and all of those things, which is so great and such, such a... Uh, with it all capping off in Beverly Hills at the Beverly Hilton for, and I think that your passion and telling, uh, telling ladies story, which is so unique and learning more about that program and how you advocate for leader dogs. It's just, thank you for all that you do. I think that um, most people don't work that hard to kind of educate outside of their circle. And I appreciate that because I think that the more people do that, the more kind of you impact and kind of connect
1: people. Well, you know, and Lady is a fifty thousand dollars dog. Yep is is what she's she's worth fifty thousand. Wow, you know, and and like I said to Sue Daniels, who is the president CEO of Leader Dogs, financially I can't contribute, but going to conventions, going into schools going to lion's clubs Mm -hmm. to spread the word about leader dogs. That's my only way of giving back to them. Mm -hmm. And it works. It works for them. Yeah. I mean, and actually what I might do, because I do have your email address. I think I'm going to email you that video. There is a video of Fort Dodge. Okay. That leader dogs did that explains a lot about the prison puppy program.
0: I I would love that, and I would love to actually talk to them about this because I think that, um, you know, there is it's it's something that I want to learn more about. I think that the amount of training and work that goes into working dogs is just astounding, and I I am in awe of it, and it's something that I've learned more about as I've started my blog and my podcast and I it's uh-huh. something that just completely leaves me without words and then thinking of the impact that those dogs have on people's lives. It just
1: You know and now we're having the issue with being denied access because you have all these people that want to take their dogs wherever they want to go. Yeah. so they're going online. Yeah. And paying $150 for this card that is totally fake. Mm-hmm. The harness is totally fake and they think they're not hurting anybody. Yeah. But in reality, you are they're hurting a real legitimate serious working service dog that is denied access. Yeah. Because of, oh, I want to take my doggy somewhere, you know, and that's, that's what's
0: hurting us right now which is so unfortunate that uh uh, people can ruin it for the people that need it the most and yeah it's i i think that there needs to be a lot of education that happens around what it means to be a working dog as well as what these kind of the emotional support animals mean for working dogs um And anything I I can do to help your guys' cause, please let me know um, because you guys are just incredible.
1: And, you know, we were at Disney. I mean, we're like the athletes, okay? Yeah. All right. Saturday night, we got our award for top guide dog in our country. Yeah. What are you going to do the next few days? (laughs) Oh, we're going to go to Disney. And actually, we did. And... We got off the train, because you've got these little trains that go around Disney. Yeah. And we got off, and this guy says to PJ, what is that? And PJ goes, well, she's legally blind. That's a guide dog. Well, what do you need that for? And we're like, really? Seriously, oh you just goodness. did not ask that stupid, idiotic question. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I, uh people people in general i think have some work to do in the masses but i i i think that i i honestly i think sometimes if people don't understand things they can be incredibly stupid about it they make up stuff. they make up stuff yeah you know which is just absurd but um I'm glad that you guys went to the happiest place on earth after uh,
1: <laughs> taking oh, the lady guide. Wore a mini, lady wore a mini mouse dress. Ooh. My sixth grade teacher, who is on her second round of breast cancer, her therapy is making lady dresses. Oh. And she made a mini mouse dress. Oh. I'll email you a picture of Lady and Minnie Mouse. I would and Lady love that. And Mickey Mouse.
0: I would love that. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. They were
1: those two characters were just eating it up. I mean, Minnie Mouse was just going crazy with <laughs> kissing Lady on the on the head and oh. touching her and playing with her dress and yeah, it was fun.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so glad that we got to connect and I'm so appreciative for you to take the time um, yeah, please. Well, if you
1: need anything else from me? yes, just just email me and say, Hey, what are you doing such and such a day because i I need to know more or I need to I have this question, I need your help with this okay. i'm 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 available. I'm willing to to help perfect. Well, any way I can i I so
0: appreciate that. So the next week on my show, and I'll send you all of the details when I publish, we're doing the features of all of the dogs. So I'll be sure to send that to you. Okay. Okay. That'd be awesome. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. It's such a joy to talk to you. I really appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you for uh, giving me a call and uh, giving me the opportunity to tell you more about the story. Of course. You know, that there's, there's so much to say and so much to tell
0: there, there completely is. And, uh, I would love to learn more about the organizations and everything like that. So any info you can send me would be incredible.
1: I will most uh, definitely do that.
0: Perfect. We'll give, uh, give lady a very big kiss for us. And, uh, thank you again I, for your time. Thank
1: you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Okay. <laughs> and have, we'll hopefully talk again. We definitely will have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.